systems all have broken voices all have Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with New Orleans-based Grammy Award-winning jazz artist, composer, educator, and producer, Adonis Rose. We spoke with him about quite a bit, like his latest 2020 CD, Peace of Mind. It's his first live album. While it was recorded in the late spring of 2019, feels the project is being released at a pivotal time amidst today's turbulent backdrop. He believes that music transmits a powerful energy that is vital and it can forcefully portray one's expressions of freedom and celebration, love and liberation, camaraderie, expression, empathy, and change. Over a storied run, he has played and recorded with the biggest names in jazz like Terrence Blanchard, Betty Carter, Diane Reeves, Marcus Roberts, Harry Connick Jr., and the great Wynton Marsalis. Get to know him and dig this interview. Hey, man, thank you for calling. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you. Hey, yeah, I appreciate you taking some time out. I've really enjoyed the material, and uh, looking forward to talking to you about it a little bit. Absolutely, same here. So talk to me a little bit about peace of mind. You know, I want to come from an artistic perspective on this, but I think, you know, the elephant in the room is obviously we're living through a global pandemic right now. And, you know, these albums that are coming out right now it's a very special time on the planet. Talk to me a little bit about any ambiguity you had about this, any feelings about it coming out right now. You know, I think right now was probably the most appropriate time for us to, to, to put the recording out uh, because of all of the things that we're dealing with, uh, with the pandemic. Uh, you know, I'm down in New Orleans, uh, and uh, everything has been shut down there pretty much all around the world. For musicians, uh, you know, I operate and we run a facility with the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra and we had to shut down. We had to cancel all of our shows, uh, our, our, uh, fall season. Uh, touring has stopped. Uh, a lot of people are depressed, losing their jobs. So things have been really difficult. Uh, so I think right now, uh, peace of mind is something that I think <laughs> a lot of people are, are either looking for or, or, or have at this, at this point, either <clears throat> being forced into having to kind of sit back and watch things happen uh, because there's so much uncertainty in the world right now. Um, we really can't, can't do a whole lot um, until things change. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we plan to release it a little bit earlier, but I, I, I think right now is a more appropriate time for it. You know, I guess that's the name of the game right now with everything that's going on, especially being a, a performer or a musician with everything shut down. How are you maintaining your sanity and creativity and all of those things that were happening in early March before this happened? Well, to be honest with you, um, you know, I've really been trying to find some positive aspects of, 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 of the pandemic and the things that we're dealing with. Um, actually, right now, it, it gives me a lot of time to, to plan, uh, you know, under uh, normal circumstances, you know, we're touring, we're doing all of these performances, planning things, doing educational programming and, and, and a whole lot of things that, you know, we're usually trying to plan for the next two years <laughs> while we have all of those things going on. So right now, I mean, the thing that's really keeping me sane is uh, having the, the time to be able to write new music, uh, work on new new concepts, uh, and things that I want to do in the future. Uh, so the time has been good. Now I have more time than I need. <laughs> so I think for a lot of art, for a lot of artists, 
uh, for us is, is, is really uh, giving us the time to be able to kind of develop and work on things that we, we kind of put on the back burner or that <clears throat> we, we don't have a whole lot of time to invest in when things are normal. Your friend world is one of the original cradles of jazz, if not the original cradle. How did how did jazz become your life? How did music become what you went after? Man, uh, you know, I'm, it's, it's very interesting, but not so much different than the typical story of, of a musician from New Orleans. Uh, I come from a musical family. Uh, my dad is a drummer, and my grandfather was a drummer. My uncle is a bassist who who still performs. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's how I really became to be a musician. My dad introduced me to the drum set at a very early age. Uh, so I learned how to play my rudiments when I was three or four years old. I had a drum kit when I was four years old. Uh, I played in a marching band, uh, marched in Mardi Gras parades. I was a drum section leader. I played in brass bands. Uh, went to the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, uh, and that's where I had my formal introduction to jazz. Uh, so I, I came from a musical family. That's, that's pretty much how I got started. But there's something special about jazz, you know, and everybody has their story of why they love it, what makes them feel it the way they do. What is it about jazz that you love? The freedom, you know. Um, I, th- I think it's it's uh, it's it's a music that allows you to be creative, the most creative, actually, for for a musician. Um, you know, I don't I don't ever feel, even though I have to role play and. Uh, Especially as a drummer, I have to keep time and keep grooves. Uh, <clears throat> I can still create on a level uh, playing jazz that that I wouldn't be able to do with any other type of music. Uh, you know, if I was playing rock and roll or playing uh, R&B or hip hop or country music, that's pretty much about just laying down a groove from beginning to end. You don't have a whole lot of opportunities to to create outside of just playing groove. I mean, with jazz, uh, I can help. Other musicians, it's 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 real democratic in the process, and uh, you know it 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 requires a lot of dialogue and communication between all of the musicians, uh, because after you play the melody for the song, even playing the melody, you have to orchestrate that and create with the group to be able to make that happen. Uh, but once you get past uh, the melody of the song, then you just you you really have the opportunity to create things that are off the off the page. Um, uh, and you, you just don't know what, 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 what can happen. And that's the, that's the beauty. Uh, just, just having the, 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 uh, opportunity to be able to express yourself, uh, on a level that you wouldn't be able to do in any other type of music. I'm going to do a segment this week on Stanley Crouch, and there was a quote that I'm going to include on the show about he explains how jazz is a democracy and, uh, how all that plays out. So it's interesting. That's been kind of on my, on my mind this week with, you know, his casting and kind of, you're right. I mean, that's, that's the beauty. That's the latitude. That's the freedom that goes into jazz. Um, so are you comfortable on stage? Is that a second home? Have you ever been nervous behind the kit? I've been nervous behind the kit before. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't know if it's, it's a nervousness to where uh, I'm, it's not like I'm afraid to go out on stage and perform. It's it's more uh, of a situation where I, I, I think it's anxiety, um, you know, not really knowing what could happen. 
uh, and being excited about that uh, and just kind of seeing it's, it's more anxiety. It's, it's, it's not nervous just because I'm afraid to play. Um, I still get it sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'll get it, um, you know, if I'm playing new music or I'm playing with a new artist um, or sometimes when I'm playing with the, with the orchestra uh, and I have to conduct uh, and it's a new piece of music. Um, you know, it's 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 hard sometimes to uh, you know have three rehearsals with the big band and then present a concert of new music <laughs> without you know making any mistakes. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say I get a little nervous, but it's 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 more anxiety just uh, just to see where things may go. You know, kind of you know a certain level of excitement. You know, the one thing that's great about jazz musicians is that there's such a level of, like, carrying that historic torch that is the history of jazz and being very cognizant and humble about those beginnings and even where we're at right now. And you've had the chance to be around a lot of heavy names like, you know, uh, Betty Carter and Diane Reeves and Whit Marsalis and Harry Connick Jr. What have you learned from these these cats that have been around for so long that have such a... A, a, a history and a, and a legendary status in this craft. Well, first of all, just how to be a good leader, <clears throat> um, and, and you know those things you you really can't learn in school. <laughs> kind of like you know being good parents, uh, and and then uh, giving your kids everything you you have in hopes that they would be uh, good citizens and and good people and go out and change the world for the better. Uh, you know so. I, I really learned how to be uh, a good leader, and I kind of it's funny because I feel like at this point in my career, uh, I can I can recognize where that was necessary, um, and now it plays a big part in what I have to do as a leader, uh, whether it's, it's it's performing with a small group or it's running a nonprofit jazz organization. Uh, so leadership. Betty Carter was a great leader. <clears throat> she was very direct and upfront about what she wanted, uh, but at the same time, very loving, you know. Uh, you know, it wasn't situations where she would just be a tyrant and, and have people angry at her and not really want to play the music. Uh, it was the same thing with Winston Marcellus. Uh, you know, I worked with him uh, when I was 18 years old, playing in quartet, uh, playing with Jazz at Lincoln Center. Same, same type of situation. Just a great leader who's really serious about the music uh, and, and really wanted to pass it down to the younger generation and make sure that they were doing it the right way. Uh, Nicholas Payton, who's one of my peers, I learned a great deal from him playing with his band uh, so long. Uh, and we just we learned and developed along the way. He, he worked on the great leaders before I did, um, <clears throat> and he was a great leader. He was one of those guys who didn't try to control the music. Um, you know, he... He was able to bring people into his space and appreciate their gifts uh, and, and to be able to use those gifts musically to where we, we would have an advantage. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Nina Freelon, Diane Reeves, uh, Kurt Elling, um, you know, all of the people that I've worked with, they have those traits. Uh, they really care about uh, uh, advancing the music uh, and at the same time preserving the history of the music. Um, but they're great leaders, uh, so they try to bring the best out of the musicians that they bring on the bandstand. 
uh, and and that's the biggest thing that I've I've gotten from from the, the leaders that I've worked with. You know, every day when you wake up, what's the most pleasing thing about being a musician? What do you love about what you do? I can create. Um, uh, I can create. Uh, I can use the world as motivation. Um, I can inspire people. Um, you know, when people come out to hear hear concerts and hear us perform live, they can walk away feeling better than they did when they walked in. Um, <clears throat> and that, that's just it. Just just being inspiring, uh, and and just the the, the, the creative aspect uh, of it. Uh, I love being able to uh, to write music and to be able to hear what that's going to sound like when a band plays it. Uh, even when I play it, you, know, you write a, a new piece of music, you don't really know. It kind of turns into its own thing uh, after a while. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, um, being a musician is really is, is being a servant. Uh, and, and, and I like to help people, and I like to serve my community and, and uh, keep the music alive, uh, and that makes me feel good. I feel good uh, to, to be an artist. You know, we're going to get to the end of COVID-19. Music is going to come back. And when the musician gets on stage and the crowd gets back and the audience is there, what do you hope we realize about this absence of live jazz? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's so much that we've learned from, from, from this. Uh, I really think people are going to go out and appreciate live music a whole lot more, you know, outside of, um, you know, going to see some, some, some huge popular band. Uh, I think people will appreciate uh, the intimacy of a jazz club and, 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 and the energy that comes from that. Um, you know, we have a space, uh, the New Orleans Jazz Market, and we can put about 500 people in that space, but even with that space, it's very intimate. Um, so I think when things come back, yes, people will appreciate uh, the opportunity to be able to go out and hear live music uh, and just that energy, uh, just feeling the energy and the presence of, of hearing some some new or creative music or good tribute uh, or, you know, just seeing what the artists are going to do. Um, I think a lot of good things are going to come out of it. Um, a lot of opportunities are coming up for artists who probably didn't have a, a chance to perform, do a lot of performing and touring uh, before this happened. And then there's some bad things. Uh, you know, a lot of venues closed down um, permanently uh, because of this and we'll never be able to go back uh, and, and experience being in those those places again, um, but yeah, there's, there's there's no replacement for the energy between the artists and the audience. Uh, and I think when we get back to that, there's just a <laughs> there's that's a comfortable space that I think people really like to be in. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to that space. I, I really I really miss it. You know, the one thing I've realized over this time of talking to musicians during the pandemic is, is that, it, you know, of all of the arts that are out there, the one thing about jazz musicians is that you're always thrown into the unknown and you have to make something beautiful out of it. And there's something that's kind of metaphoric about what we're living through right now. We're being thrown into a very unique situation worldwide. We're all in this together and we have to make something out of it. Is there something, do you kind of see a parallelism between being a jazz musician and, and making that on stage and kind of what we're living through right now? Well, of course. I mean, um, <clears throat> I think it's pretty clear to, to musicians that uh, art imitates life. <laughs> so, you know, you, you see a lot of people creating music and writing music. Uh, 
you know, that's that's relevant to, to what our situation is. Uh, and <clears throat> like I said, I think that music and jazz especially is a, a, a very uh, safe place to deal with difficult conversations, uh, have difficult conversations. Um, and a lot of music, especially the way I approach music or performing or anything that I do as a musician, uh, a lot of it comes from, like I said, being inspired uh, by things in the world, things around you, whether it's your family or, or hardships or the pandemic or, or whatever it may be. And then we take that and we we give the audience uh, a piece, uh, a, a really a piece of our mind, just in terms of the way you know the way we feel about what's happening, whether it's something that's just happened to us personally or things that's happened out in the world. So uh, they're definitely related. I don't think you can you can separate those things. You can't separate, uh, you know, life from art, art from life. Um, <clears throat> those things go hand in hand. And was, as long as we have great artists out here uh, creating great art, it's going to be reflective of, of, of the times. So everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, that you're the one that's living your life. Who do you think you are? You know, that's a very interesting uh, question. Uh, it's, it's it's very hard for people in general to be self-aware. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think for me, I really, um, I became self-aware, started to become self-aware, kind of like in my late 30s, you know, just just coming to a point to where I understood um, what I wanted to do, look back at the mistakes I made, um, and, and had some type of idea or vision for the future that I wanted to have for myself. Um, and, and that's still ongoing. You know, that's still a process. Um, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a very uh, hard question to answer because it's, it's like I said, it's ongoing. Um, but it, I, I think a lot of times it's important for us to look at the people around us to get an idea of, of who we really are because sometimes it's hard. <laughs> to really know how you affect others, unless you can you can get you know the opinion of the, of the people around you or some perspective from them. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question or not, but <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, sometimes it's hard to look at yourself in the third person. You need other people to do that to to to, to be able to get you to be aware of some things that you might not be. There's always a unique perspective with this question, for sure. It's a very subjectively open realm but hey adonis thank you for taking some time out to talk about the new material the strange time on the planet for your, your world of music i appreciate it thank you man i appreciate the call thanks for listening and tuning in to another neon jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in new orleans kansas city and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz thanks to adonis for his time music and story if you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Things would change, so we try. Neon Jazz.